yesterday's price is not today's price. Give me a second. I'm trying to select the appropriate weapon. Uh, watch where you stepping. Them snakes all around. You know they connected. Uh, when I was a kid, my grandmama told me I can't go to heaven. So I stopped praying and asking for blessings and started preparing for my Armageddon. Got nothing to lose. I'm all in. Walking the edge. Don't fall in. Enough of the lies. Don't apologize. I don't understand. Are you foreign? This is the place. This is the site. Grab all your people and log in. I'm waiting. Don't care how long it's going to take. What up, what up? You know what's up? It's live with Back in Action, baby. Third and three podcast just weeks away from the regular season as the NFL kicks off third and three style. As me and my partners over here are going to be calling the Thursday night game to open up the season, Rams versus Bills. Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a wild season. We're going to do a lot of this stuff, man, because we are obviously pioneers in what we do. And here are my broadcasting partners, my co-hosts, my everything, my family, my brother and sister. First, I'm actually going to introduce Damien today. We're going to go with uh, with the young man first. D, what's going on, my brother? How are we feeling? Hey, what's going on? Can you see me? Can yeah. you see me? Can you don't? Oh, yeah, we see you. Oh, and, now, and everybody watching sees that uh, that little name over there. That he changed. Yeah, we're going <laughs> over here. He has officially changed his name to Eli Manning. Is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I just feel like we have to tell the truth at the beginning of the podcast. So that's why okay. I came up with that name <laughs> to make sure that, you know, the truth is told when we start, you know, <laughs> but no, I like to I always like to mess with my sister, Nikki, <laughs> but, but I'm glad that we're doing the show, man. Sorry that we're starting a few minutes late, but better late than never. So I'm so glad to be starting the podcast and getting this out today with, you know, our therapy is what we call it talking football Wednesday nights. That's right. It is a therapy. And sometimes therapy does consist of what Courtney Harden is saying. It's starting with uh, Nikki already. Yep. A little yes. bit. Try to get around. I think now. this is a record. It actually started before we hit the broadcast line. <laughs> so. it, oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, already got her fired up. But Nikki's got, uh, hey, she's fired up. She's got things to talk about. She's got news to break. And I can't wait to hear what it is because I'm left in the dark on this one, girl. What's happening? All right. So my big news is, uh, I don't know if any of you are aware, but there is a reality show called The Trenches, and it is about fantasy football. Uh, and I will be a cast member of season one. So it will oh. be streaming right now on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Um, but there are Networks looking at it that may pick it up. And I do have a teammate, and that is the fabulous Miss Gladys Tyler. So we will be competing together. We are playing for charity um, and we are playing for prize money. So we start filming next Tuesday, and new episodes will drop on Thursday. Holy freaking Moses. Nikki, what is yes. going on over here? You have really blown up. This yes. is crazy. That so doesn't even happen. In the trenches every Tuesday, and then you guys can watch it on Thursday. Wow! Yeah, I can't, right. I cannot wait, man. That is absolutely awesome. I know you'll kill it. And this is combining your two favorite things ever, right? You yes. get fantasy football, you get reality TV. So this is definitely right there in your wheelhouse. I can't wait to see. I know you're gonna blow it out of the water. 
Yes. I, um, <laughs> let me tell you, we, Gladys and I filled our intros yesterday and it is very much like very real housewives ish, right? You, you do a million <laughs> takes and, uh, you guys know that I just fly out of the, you know, and they were like, Oh, this is great. We can use this as a soundbite and we can use that as a soundbite. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. So I don't know how I will be edited world <laughs> America, but, um, we'll see. Wow. So can, you, can you give us the tagline? Do you have a tagline? Uh, I didn't come up with my tagline yet, but they did give me a, a persona and I am the diva. So it will say like, Nikki <laughs> is that not perfect or what? She's the diva. <laughs> <laughs> have we been up and calling it that for two and a half years? They you know. Have. Yeah. So that's why it's fitting. <laughs> and I am actually playing for the Leonard Marshall Foundation, which is through Giants Rush as well, which of course yeah. helps women and faculty stay safe on campus. And there will be a link up so that people can donate, uh, to our chosen charity and Gladys will be playing for the, Oh God, uh, the animal shelter there in Denver, Colorado. Absolutely awesome. Freaking yeah. well done. Well done. Yeah. Thank, you. That, Thank you. I just wanted to at least hear a third and three shout out somewhere in there. One of these oh, episodes. Of course. We get to promote everything. So third and three Ooh. giant rush channel side bet. Of course, like we get, we get to promote everything. So, and the thing is, they're going to throw challenges at us every week, and we don't know what it is. So, you know, but Gladys and I, we're going to take everybody down. Oh, I have no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, you know, runner up last year in like the League of Leagues and the Real Deal League. I'm damn, Nikki. I'm yes. honestly, I am extremely proud of you, and I'm really happy. I did not know that's what you were going to say at all. That is freaking great. <laughs> that is amazing stuff. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Very, just, very cool. Very don't cool. Forget, so. Don't forget where you came from. Forget where you came no, from. I'm here. I'm here. Every <laughs> I'm here. This is home base, you know, and it, it goes on Tuesday. And listen, the stipulation was I couldn't do it unless I had a teammate because you do have to commit to 20 weeks and, you know, you got to sign a contract. And they said, oh, no, no, no. You Now, not everybody gets a teammate, but I, I was able to get one. So, and I All just right. thought of Gladys. I said, how great. We're coming off Courtney's podcast, right? And actually, shout out to Courtney for bringing us together. Um, and she was the first person I thought of. So, and she was like, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Perfect. Yep. Courtney all over that. My father yeah. giving you props. You go girl. Thank everything. You oh man. Thank you. So, oh, also there's voting for fan favorites. And if you do not vote for me and Gladys, don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. And you'll have, you'll have the two, the younger and the older brother to answer to for that one. No doubt. That is freaking excellent. Wow. Way to go. Yeah. Thank you. Whew, that's beautiful. Well, I don't know how the hell we're going to follow that up, but we're going to try to have a show now. <laughs> Nearly impossible to do after what we just heard, but we'll go for it. All right, guys. I am Jason Fearman. I am the Sports Prophet. And this third and three podcast is always presented by the Sports Column. Frankie Fear, what up, baby? We love you. Brought to you by Reebok and the Reebok Deal of the Week. Got a couple of things for you. Reebok. Rewind Run Shoes for just $39.99. So use the code Rewind at checkout, 33podcast.com. Go there. We will hook you up. Or another way to get your discounts is step out into a prehistoric future. Doesn't even make any sense. But, yeah, step in there anyway. A prehistoric future in Reebok's latest collaboration with Jurassic World. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Bet the kitties are going to love them shoes. Nikki, I am on an all-time high right now, and I am on no drugs whatsoever, so I, I love it. I feel great. This is great. 
Absolutely. Okay, are you feeling combative or are you like feeling? No, no. I, there is no way I'm starting with you. To, you have, look, I'm here. You're here. I'm not messing with you anymore. That's it. I've learned my place now. <laughs> hey, you, guys no. should, you guys should do season two. They're, they are going to do a season two. We're not, listen, the problem is we're not as smart, intellectual, and nearly not as good-looking as you are, obviously. So what the hell would they want us on the front for? I don't think you have to be, like, you know, not that you guys aren't, but, you know. <laughs> you don't have to be good-looking. They got makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note, then, let's keep the good times going with Nikki over here. And the good things I'm hearing at a Giants camp about Kadari is Tony. I know you know more about this, but I wasn't going to start there, but since we're on a happy note, let's keep going with it. Do you think that he's going to break out this season, Nikki? I mean, you're in a lot of good things. Um, he, Yes, if he can get his chemistry right with Daniel Jones, which is getting better every week, so I do see the potential there, Um, but I think the breakout's going to come from Wandale Robinson, if I had to pick. Ooh, look at you. You see, that's why she's on the show, boys and girls. That's exactly what's up right there. Probably 75% of you don't even know that guy's name. So that's what's up. I like that. <laughs> D, what have you been hearing? You heard anything good about this kid? Like, you're going to draft him in fantasy in, like, the 16th round or something? <laughs> uh, I don't know. All my Giants news comes from Nikki. So <laughs> if, if anything, you got to be if careful I hear with that. From Nikki, then, I, then I'll keep going forward with that. But yeah. now, Kadarius Tony's definitely very talented. He, his change, change of direction, speed, quickness, he has all the tools. So, like she said, he's got to get a connection with mm -hmm. him to be able to, you know, go forward with that. So if he gets that connection with the quarterback, he definitely could do some things because the talent is definitely there for sure. It yeah, yeah it's totally, he just yeah. doesn't have as much chemistry with Daniel Jones yet. So Jones, like, they're getting there. He was just throwing like a little too high for him, but I mean, they're working on it. But Wandale Robinson, if you were going to draft one of the two, that would be the one I would draft because, and I, he's not going to be like your week one, two, three, four starter, but I do think it's going to be, you know, six, seven, eight, like where he's really going to start asserting himself because you can't really rely on the Giants wide receivers, right? Um, they're talented, but they're inconsistent. And I don't even know what's going on with Kenny Galladay. So if I was to take one, it would be Wandale Robinson over Tony. You think that she's messing with us, D, right now, saying, yeah, go after this guy because Ooh. I'm really going to take Tony. You know, like, yep, I think the reverse psychology is going. I see it. I see you over there. Mike, <laughs> uh, I'm saying real quick that Tony better be used correctly this year, like the same way that they use Debo. Is that a possibility? Well, we hope so, right? Like, I, I really, really hope that he is used correctly. Uh, but, you know, this team just loves to get injured every time I turn around. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, me and Mike know all about preseason injuries. Uh, Danny Dimes throwing pennies already. Uh-oh, he's coming at you. All right, can't let that happen. All right. We do need to send our prayers and condolences to the Dawson family. Um, I know that he is, you know, obviously an older player, uh, died, unfortunately, age of 87. That would be Chiefs Hall of Fame quarterback Len Dawson. Passed away at the age of 87 on this day, August 24th. And I just have to share that four years ago on this exact day, I lost my grandmother, who was like, I mean, not, you know, I, my mother is the most amazing mother in the world. Don't get me wrong. But as far as a grandma, you just can't get any better. Me and her were like so tight. So it's one of them rough days for me, but I'm glad I had the therapy session over here to go along with it. So I'm just found the irony over there. But moving past it before I start crying, uh, the Chargers, their new one of their new prizes on defense is going to be hurt for a little bit. And that's not good. J.C. Jackson out with ankle surgery, ankle surgery. So we could be missing a month, D. And that's not the way you want to start when you're in this division. 
Yeah, that's huge. You talk about this division with all the weapons, with the good quarterbacks. You need those good cornerbacks to debate that or to debate that or to go against that for sure. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. something that the Chargers just feels like they just have bad luck. Anytime you think they're going to take that step forward, something like this happens. Uh, so yeah. hopefully he's back and he's 100 percent soon. You hate to see it, but man, this is going to hurt them for that first month for sure. It is. There's no doubt. And I mean, every game is going to count, Nikki, especially in this division. And we're not saying that J.C. Jackson is going makes the entire defense. They have other players and, you know, they want to hope that obviously Joey Bose is going to stay healthy this year and they get a full year out of Khalil Mack and Derwin James can play at least 15, 16 games this season. So, yeah, it's going to hurt because, um, you know, they need him. They need that shutdown corner over there. We know that this division, they can throw the football. Yeah, no, that is going to hurt them. And that, he's one of the reasons why I was so high on them. Not that I'm not still, but that, that's a huge loss. You can't – there's no way around it. It's a huge loss for them. Yeah, it, it really is a huge loss. Again, that division is huge. I'm trying to see if I can get their uh, their first few games coming up, the first four games they have. They start with – let me see. We got the Raiders. Okay, so that's a tough one. They're going to be airing it out. Then they got the Chiefs the second week. Then they play the Jaguars and then the Texans. So maybe they can pull out a two and two over there. Yeah, yeah. maybe at best, right? So yeah, it's going to be a little tough start for them over there, without a doubt, with uh, after JC Jackson. All right, um, moving on to another injured player. We talk about injured, riddled history, especially going back to last year with the Ravens. Gus Edwards. It's not J.K. Dobbins who just came off the PUP list, but Gus Edwards now is going to miss about four, maybe even five games. Nikki, again. <laughs> lightning strikes the freaking Ravens running back uh, backfield. Not a good thing, especially when they are running the ball 50 times a game between him, Lamar, and J.K. Dobbins. Um, bad news to start off right there. Not a good thing. No, no, it's not. Like, it, I just – I understand it. I feel bad for Ravens Nation because now they have to go through this again. But I feel it, right? The Giants, like, we we are just as cursed. It's like every year we are just losing players left and right. It's just you cannot even get to week one healthy. Um, and it's it's just really annoying. It's really frustrating. You know what? They should just do away with the whole freaking preseason and practicing altogether. Just no pads until game one. This way we can lessen the injuries. I, honestly, I think that it's getting too crazy at this point. And Mike making the point, uh, D, before I go over to you with GSC stands for just cooking on the break right now. <laughs> He's funny, Mike. He's got these funny things that he puts up. He's hysterical. He's smart, witty. Uh, passing it, leave it rough first year away with uh, the loss of Malcolm Butler. Yeah, listen, bro, D, again, man, uh, this is one where the Ravens, they, look, J.K. Dimes, again, is a starter and they run with Lamar Jackson, but you need Gus Edwards in there when you need that power style at the goal line, get yourself a yard, give J.K. Dobbins a break, whatever it is. This will hurt them in the first, uh, you know, first four or five games of the year. Yeah, it definitely will. I think that they have done a good job with that system where they could plug running backs in. I always make the joke that last year they had all the stay-at-home dads coming in and being productive yeah. at running back. Yep. <laughs> so coming they, in with the AARP cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, it was coming in with the strap on on their chest with the baby on it, putting it to the side before they went on the field. Like <laughs> they did everything, but they were able to still be productive with those guys. So I think they'll be able to survive without Gus, especially if J.K. Dobbins is healthy. J.K. Dobbins is healthy and can be that bell cow back for you. You can find another back to fill in and be that change of pace guy for you or the guy who goes in and gets it in at the goal line for you. Mm, no doubt. No doubt. And uh, yeah, Mikey making a statement over here. And I'm going to say it already fire Greg Roman. I know that a couple of people were on that. He was talking about that a few days ago. We were on the Power 32 podcast. 
Um, yeah, it's not getting any better. And uh, of course, we got Brent coming in here disliking the whole thing yeah. that's going on at the moment. It's coming from a Ravens fan. I mean, major dislike action. Yes, a true Ravens fan who does yeah. get pissed off extremely easily if you know Ravens talk is a negative. So we try to keep that to a minimum on the show, <laughs> at the very least. But uh, yeah, no, the Ravens start out with the Jets. So okay, then they have the Dolphins, so I think is going to be a tough team. Then the Patriots. Eh, what you think of them, then the Bills and the Bengals. So it's really not that easy to start out with. And again, they're predicated on their running game mostly. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. Next up in neighborhood news over here, uh, Miles Sanders, another running back that got banged up, Miles Sanders. And I keep thinking that the Eagles, guys, you know, I'm pretty high on the Eagles this year. I think they're going to do really well. How far they'll go, we'll see. But they need to get somebody in. Kenyon Drake just became a free agent, Damien. Do you think that he would be a good fit for them? I could see that being a really good fit for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't mind them making that move. Again, with running backs, it's a bad thing for running backs, but a good thing for teams that you can find running backs to fit into any system that are out there. There's running backs right now on the couch on no team that can come in and be productive because there's so many talented running backs out there. Yep. So I think that they can go ahead and make that move for him or for another one that's out there that we're not even thinking about right now. There are a few other ones out there. And, uh, yeah, Brent is saying watch this 2019 highlight reel. And, yeah, it's crazy with saying to shake my head. Courtney is right. And, Nikki, I'll even throw a few more names out there and see what you think. But he would be the guy right now because he's a free agent. He's the only free agent running back that I'm aware of at the moment. But they could trade for possibly, I don't know, if the Bills want to move Singletary and go with the rookie James Cook, maybe Benny Snell from Pittsburgh. These names are just coming off the top of my head that I had written down before the show. So, Marlon Mack is a guy, I think, out of Indy who doesn't get used a lot. Obviously, they have Naheem Hines, so why not go with him? I mean, he can run the ball. Melvin Gordon from Denver, if you can make a trade there. Sony Michelle is in Miami right now. They got a whole bunch of running backs. Yeah, they do need all those guys. They do. Maybe one of those guys, probably not Raheem Mostert because they're not looking for, you know, the injury riddle, you know, past few seasons that he's had. But Rashad Penny from Seattle, because I know they're going to go with Kenneth Walker. So there are a few guys out there that they can go ahead and get. Oh, yeah. Mac is in Houston. Thank you, Mike. You're right. Mac is in Houston. But they're going to go with Damian Pierce for the most part. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, no. I mean, that. so that's your point, is they have a lot of options. I mean, the Eagles, yeah, Drake would be a great pickup for them. They yeah. got to go after somebody. Uh, but it's just unfortunate. Like, I saw that. like, oh, God, another. You know what I mean? It's just we didn't even get to week one yet. But mm. – you know, Mike, sorry. I mean, what do you do? You either have really shitty football for the first four weeks or you have no preseason. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it sucks. I don't know what the answer is either. I do like the the scrimmages that they have, you know, team versus team, the inter-squad scrimmages. I, I really like that. I think that's a much better way to practice and set up. But, yeah, you get into a lot of fights and, look, things do happen. Whether you're wearing pairs or not, it does happen. So I don't know what the right answer is, but it is a killer watching all these guys go down before the season even starts. So. That's rough. Anyway, we'll see what the Eagles do. I think they're going to have to do something over there. Maybe even um, Khalil Herbert from the Bears. You know, I don't know how much they're planning on using him with Montgomery. He could be another guy. So, um, and even, I think Mike mentioned uh, Madison, the backup for uh, for the Vikings. But I think they value him too much because Dalvin Cook gets hurt so much. But otherwise, that would be a good idea as well. Um, all right, let me see. Anything else for neighborhood news? No, not really. But I had a couple other ones that I wanted to go over with you guys real quick before we get into the meat and potatoes. I have... Six players that I'm going to ask you if they're overrated or underrated. So, Nikki, can oh, I start boy. with you? Sure. All right. How about Derek Carr? Is he overrated or underrated? Underrated. Or he- underrated. Yeah. Criminally <laughs> underrated. I say this all the time. 
He is criminally underrated. Listen, you guys cannot sit here and say Dak is all this and he's the greatest when their stats are so freaking close. So he is criminally underrated. Derek Carr, I, he's got very similar stats to Matthew Stafford. And just we're just talking about stats-wise in his first, what, seven, eight years, whatever it's been. But I would tend to agree with her, D. I would say, if anything, he'd be on the underrated side because he constantly gets left out of the top ten, and he just may fit in there somewhere. Yeah, I definitely agree. Underrated. Like you said, he gets left out of that because of the lack of winning he's done during his career. They've only made the playoffs twice, and he only got to play in the playoffs once. Uh, so you just don't – Think about him when it comes to those top end quarterbacks because no, most of those top end quarterbacks have been in the postseason outside of, of course, Justin Herbert. So when you think about right. Carr, he gets left out. So I would agree, underrated. Yeah. All right. So Courtney says he's just outside the top 10, but he agrees that Carr is very underrated. And I agree. And just to back that up a little bit with the stats real quick, guys, last year, 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks. I don't like that ratio so much, but a lot of yards right there. The year before, 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Year before that, again, over 4,000, 21 and eight, 4,000 the year before that, 19 and 10. So he's got to get them interceptions a little bit better, which he did in 2020 and 2019. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on Derek Carr. I do think that he is is underrated. I wonder if his red zone stats are the best, right? Because the touchdowns aren't the highest. So I wonder if the red zone – if he's struggling there or if you know prior it was because he wasn't going down the field well he fixed that last year mm-hmm. last year he was going down the field for sure so now i wonder if in the red zone are they getting more running touchdowns than passing ones because his t- if his touchdowns were higher he'd definitely be more in a conversation for sure that makes a heck of a lot of sense that's a really good call and something i'm going to look at a lot closer this year because you would think that him and waller would have connections in the end zone more often but um yeah maybe they are running the ball you know down there a little bit okay all right um nikki how about Amari Cooper? Overrated or underrated? Um, oh my god, I forgot about him. Um, appropriately, <laughs> appropriately rated, I think. I think he's appropriately rated. Appropriately rated? Okay, okay. Appropriately. D, what do you think about that? Oh man, I would say overrated because I see a lot of lists that have him as like nine, ten. Mm-hmm. When I can, I can definitely see him being more eleven to fifteen range as far as wide receivers you know some people putting him ahead of a I would say ahead of like even a rookie in Jamar Chase who you know not a second year player putting him ahead of guys like that when they're so much more explosive and getting more yards yep. on less catches I just don't understand it uh Amari Cooper definitely is talented very good route runner and it's gonna be interesting to see what he does this year with Jacoby Brissett for the first 11 games but I'm gonna say slightly overrated yeah, just because Justin Jefferson's only in his third year in the league, I'm not going to say that he ain't better than Amari Cooper. I mean, let's get real. He is. Yeah. So I don't care about the age. I don't care about nothing. And, yes, Amari Cooper is Mr. Inconsistent. So I would agree he is overrated. Let's move to a running back over here. And I asked this question in kind of a fantasy aspect as well because I see where this guy is going, and it does make me scratch my head a little bit. Nikki, Nick Chubb. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I think he's a little underrated. A little I underrated. agree. I agree. I think he's not very much, but but a little bit. I'm surprised think, at where he is going in fantasy. So yeah, he's a That's what I'm saying. And a lot of a lot of people are saying, especially Cleveland Brown fans like L.A. Broadus, he's saying uh, D that Kareem Hunt is going to get more of the goal line uh, carries, which 
I find kind of interesting. I know he's extremely powerful, don't get me wrong, but so is Nick Chubb, and he's fast. He, I mean, he can do all of it. So I find Nick Chubb to be a little bit underrated. I mean, uh, Mikey's saying Chubb is, you know, where he is, honestly. He's, you know, ranked where he's at. But I don't know. I feel like he's better, and he's very explosive. And he's also one of those guys like Derrick Henry who gets better as the game goes on. Yeah, I like Nick Chubb a lot. Uh, I think that uh, fantasy-wise, so where has he been going fantasy-wise? Are people drafting him like, to the second round? I mean, yeah, like usually like second round. Yeah, and sometimes like late into the second round. Late, late, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, late. that's definitely that's definitely too late. He should be a first-round pick. I, think, I agree. Because he's been so productive. Like you said, he always has – he, like he always has a chance to explode. It could be just one play in that game. If he's going bad and you're seeing, oh, man, he's been stagnant all day, and then boom, he goes out. So that that right. aspect is very important fantasy-wise and, of course, in real life because if you have a guy who could just explode for a big run anytime, you always want that. That's the same thing with, like, a Saquon Barkley, right? When he's healthy, you know, okay, he might only have 30 yards right now, but we might mess around and change the game, come back to it, and now he's got 102 based on just yeah. one play. So when you have guys like that, I always make sure those guys are highly rated. So I think Nick Chubb is a little bit underrated. I, I agree. We're, we're agreeing on that so far. You know, and, and another aspect, he reminds me of Jonathan Taylor, where, yeah, he's going to get three, four yards here, five yards here, and then he's going to bust one for 70 yards. So I hear you. You know, Mike is saying that Chubb does get hurt. So, okay, you can factor that in. And Courtney's saying that Chubb is underrated, so he agrees with us. In some fancy mock drafts, he's dropping his late into the second round. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of late. Right, Nick? Yeah, no, that is. It, it is surprising. Well, I guess maybe we're giving a little bit too away for the real deal of fantasy thing over <laughs> here. But, um, all right, let's go on defense where we're not going to be drafting players. i got three guys. We're going to run through them, and then we're going to do our NFC awards, which would be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear what you guys got. I think, and I'll just start this one, I think Chandler Jones is completely overrated. Uh, don't get me wrong. Him going to the Oakland Raiders is an, a nice thing to have him on the other side of Max Crosby, but people are very hung up on that five-sack game that he had to start last year. And then, obviously, it fell off. And you can say that he was kind of alone in the defensive line a little bit, so I can understand arguments here and there. But I think Chandler Jones gets a little bit too much praise. I like to see how old he is. I got. I'm curious on his age real quick. I'll find that out. But I don't know, Nikki. I I I feel like he is. I feel like he's overrated, and I I hate to say it because he is a good player, but I feel like he gets too much praise. That's my thoughts. No, I don't. No, I wouldn't say he's overrated. No, I wouldn't go that far. All right. Okay, so Chandler Jones not overrated in your mind, and again, changing no. teams. What about you? What do you think, then? Yeah, I'm gonna say properly rated because people are properly. not thinking he. Yeah, people are not going to think that he's going to come in and be the number one sack guy on that team. They're looking at the other side, right? Right. They're looking at right. the, the other defensive end to be the main guy, and the reason they think he's going to have a good year is that he's no longer looked at as the best defensive lineman on the team. So I think he's properly rated as the second best defense lineman on that team and someone who's going to thrive being a guy who's number two now. Uh, well, that makes sense. He's better off at a number two. And again, I, age is not everything. He w- is 32, um, you know, so that's a little bit older. Obviously, you're a defensive end. Maybe he's lost a step or something. So maybe that's where I go with it. I mean, last year he played in, uh, what, 14 games, started 13 of them, had three forced fumbles, um, six sacks last year. Not really so high on the uh, on the tackles, but again, when you're playing that position, usually you're not going to get him in the backfield. So, all right, all right, Chandler Jones. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of that a little bit with you guys, but let me go to another one in 
a guy who's been great for so long, but is he still great and on that same tier? And, Nikki, I'm talking about Bobby Wagner, the newest member of the Rams linebacking core. No, he's still great. Still great? Still yeah. per- still, ra- still perfectly rated in your mind? Perfectly rated, yes. No, he's okay. still great. Yeah. What do you think about Bobby Wagner? Do you think that he's lost a step? Do you think they're a little hyped about him in L.A.? I didn't see any loss of a step last year. Now, of course, I wasn't watching all the Seattle Seahawks games last year. Uh, so people- maybe that's something that goes under the radar when you're on a team that's not as good. People who are great, you know, tend to be able to skate under the radar a little bit. Uh, but he'll be in the spotlight this year for sure. So if he has lost a step, we will see it right away. We'll be calling the opening game. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the opening night, and we'll see right away if he has lost a step. Um, but I'm going to say properly rated. What's You know what's underrated? The fact that the Rams got him. How did this happen? (laughs) Like, how did the Rams pick him up? I just don't understand how they are able to make some of these moves. The Saints are in that same boat, but the Rams seem like they do it and get big names. Yeah. I know. Like Von Miller. I mean, that's kind of like the shadow that he's going to be living, if you want to call it a shadow. He's going to have to play as good or better than him. Mike says that, yeah, he's lost a step, but he's still – um, he makes smart plays, you know, keep it up, keep his head up where he's supposed to. And Courtney also agreeing over here, excuse me, with us. Um, Yes, Still makes plays. The guy does make plays, and I understand it. And he is – look, I've seen him twice a year, every year, for a long time now, and it drives me absolutely crazy. And he's been excellent, and he's been a total tackling machine. So I can understand where it's coming from. We'll see if he has indeed lost a step or two. They, but last year he played in – I'm sorry, do you go ahead? No, the Rams, they have first ballot Hall of Famers on each level. It's not They do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not fair. That's not, not fair. fair. But – yeah. It's really not fair. We'll take him down. Last year, he had 140 tackles. You know, when you combine solo and assisted, I'm talking about Bobby Wagner now. Um, he played in every game, um, had a few passes defended, um, didn't do anything really turnover wise. Um, I don't see any interceptions or, well, no, he had three interceptions last year. Um, no fumble recoveries or forced fumbles. But uh, again, he wasn't playing on the greatest team in the entire world. And Bobby Wagner, I agree, he still got it. So I would say he's probably appropriately rated. The last one I'm going to go to, and then we're going to go to NFC Awards, is Denzel Ward. All right? So he just became the highest-paid cornerback in the league, Damian. Was it worth it? Or will it be worth it, I should say? Oh, man. Uh, this one's tough because he's not the best corner, right? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so right. by his contract, he's overrated. But by reputation, okay. I think he's properly rated. He's a very, very good cornerback, but he's not – I don't think – honestly, when we talk top – Five people bring his name up, but he's not like a definite guy. Like he's not like Jalen Ramsey, Lattimore, uh, the one in Philly. Like normally those guys come up and they're like, boom, they're top five. And then maybe mm-hmm. he'll bring up Denzel Ward in there. So the fact that he's the highest paid, I wonder if cornerback is starting to get like quarterback where it's just yeah. timing. It's <laughs> just like, hey, yeah, I'm the right. guy now. I'm pretty good. Go ahead and give me the highest contract. So by <laughs> his contract, he's overrated. But I think by the reputation, he's properly rated. I think that's a really fair answer. I, I get that because I think Nicky, I think he's phenomenal on the field. There's no doubt he's one of those very few shutdown type corners, but he's getting paid more than some other guys, you know, like I mentioned, Marshawn Lattimore, or Darius yeah. Slay, or Jalen Ramsey, you know, whatever like that. So does that make sense to you when you're in the same boat? Yeah, no, I think D explained it perfectly. Yeah. I think a lot yeah, of people pretty- probably feel that way. But yeah, it looks like corner is turning into that, right? Just Hey, I'm in the right place at the right time. My contract is up and pay me. Yeah. Every position is. No, it's it's nuts. I mean, think about wide receiver this year. Now they're getting paid $27, 29000000 million. I mean, what the hell is happening? I mean, it's a good thing they make a lot of money. 
But yeah, it's another thing. Mike Patton, he's apparently the doctor and the general who's saying, can Ward stay healthy? He is all about the health right there, but that is extremely important, my man. So you're on it. <laughs> you're on it. All right, you want to do some NFC awards? We did AFC last week, and that was a lot of fun. Let's see who we come up with this one. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nikki, would you like to start off? No. Okay. <laughs> then you. <laughs> All right. Then, D, that means you. You don't get a choice, man. It's it's ladies' <laughs> choice. So you got to start off, bro. That's it. Who do you got for MVP of the NFC? MVP of the NFC. Oh, man. It it pains me to say this, but I'm going to go Tom Brady. I think Tom Woo! Brady will have, have a, another really good year. Uh, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. The offensive line, that could be a scary thing. Offensive line suffering a lot of injuries out there in Tampa Bay. But I can see them throwing the ball even more because of that, not being able to run the ball. Uh, so Tom Brady, I can see having another 5,000-yard year, 35 touchdowns, you know, only six, seven interceptions. So I can see Tom Brady being the NFC MVP. See, me and you, right here, baby, right here. I got the same guy. I got Tom Brady and for all the reasons you mentioned. That's why I had him as, a, you know, one of the fantasy gods coming up this year and everything like that with – you know, throwing the ball to all those receivers and whatnot. Yeah, I think that Tom Brady may have the best chance, and I can't believe it because he's 40 freaking five years old, and we're talking about him still being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and possibly winning the MVP outright. But for NFC, I do agree with him, Nikki. I'm going Tom Brady. Is it a trifecta? It is a trifecta. You might as well just make it a trifecta. I mean, I won't mind watching him. Play another season, win another award. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you don't care where he plays. He can play in Miami. He can play in with the Saints or Vegas, apparently. He was going to play with I, a whole bunch of teams. Everybody yeah. had a deal for him. Oh, yeah. so are we going to talk about that story? We should talk. You know, we should spend a minute on that, right? I mean, how freaking ridiculous is that? I mean, first of all, where does Dane White even get the balls to come out to say something like that? It all starts with the Miami crap. And then it was like, oh, maybe he'll go to the Saints. He goes to t- – what are your thoughts, bro? Because that like threw me for a loop. I'm like, this guy's going crazy, just spilling it out there. Gronk and Brady, the Raiders, and Gruden says no. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I can believe it. I definitely can believe it. Uh, the Gruden's, you know, his his track record. I can see him saying, "Hey, I'm sticking my guy Carr. He's younger," and which to some aspects makes sense because what Carr is like, what thirty. So when you yeah. think about, you know, <laughs> Derek Carr and Tom Brady, you think of Tom Brady is going to eventually fall off the edge and Derek Carr is ascending. So I can, I get it from that standpoint. But as far as that story, Dana, Dana White, this isn't a UFC fight. Like, why are you orchestrating NFL trade? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what is going on here? So is it and how does it benefit him? That's my question. Does he have like stock in the Raiders? Right, Does he right. like have some type of ownership backdoor, some type of way that we don't know about? So there's something there's more going on there because Dana White's obviously a very good businessman. He's making billions upon billions of dollars to UFC and needs to pay his fighters more. But when it comes to this, obviously he's a businessman. So there's something going on there where he wanted Tom Brady and Gronk to be there, be in Vegas. And the money they're already going to make crazy money there in Vegas because all every time your team plays there, it's like, oh, let's go to Vegas. Let's go watch our team and spend three days in Vegas. That's yeah. their right. perfect spot for it. But if you bring Tom Brady to Vegas, Woo. man, the possibilities of what can happen. I wonder if Tom Brady maybe was going to be part of the UFC in some type of way, some type of ownership there. I think there's a lot of backdoor moves going on with that. 
And that's why he's still upset about it. There's probably a lot of money Dana White could have made from that. And was like, oh, really? You're not going to take him? And he had to go down to Tampa Bay. Uh, so, and right. you're right. There was rumors about the Saints as well, but Drew Brees wasn't ready to retire. So he definitely could end up in different places. But this story right here is just so wild to me. And I think it's rich people stuff that we don't know about. It's high yeah. level, high money stuff going on here that we don't know about. Right. I, we don't live in that world. I know I don't live in that world. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea uh, I whatsoever. Might and I, don't know. I might, you know. Nikki will one day. And just, said, just we'll you know, he, just let me borrow five dollars when you get there. That's all I have. Okay. You, yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to give it back. How about that? <laughs> don't even have to pay back. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, I just how he leaked it, how he got involved. Does he own any stock in, in you know the stadium, Allegiant Stadium? I I have no idea. I have no idea, but that is definitely Seems a great like question. He had like skin in the game, because why would you talk about it then, right? Yeah. Like salty about something. Yeah, according to Mike, he was on a bender when he told the story. <laughs> Mike, he was on a bender with so Gruden probably didn't want him because he didn't want to give up control. Yeah. Yeah, well, what about yeah. the control you have now, moron? Yeah, really? What an idiot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that guy said, well, could spend another three hours on him, but forget about that. All right, so we all agree. Tom Brady, MVP, and I guess he's playing for Tampa again. And will it be his last year? Who the hell knows? Let's no. see what happens. No. Probably not, right? No. I went with somebody different for offensive just to be different. And, you know, I'll save mine. I'd like to hear what you guys got. D, what about you? You want to start it off? Offensive uh, player of the year in the NFC. Yes. So the offensive player of the year in the NFC, I think it's going to go to, go ahead and call it a homer pick. Alvin Kamara is going to ball out this year. (laughs) What do you mean? Come on. Alvin Kamara is about to ball out this year. All right. We got weapons around him. It's not all on him. The offensive line will be able to create more holes for him because it's not stacked boxes he's going against. And we all remember how good Alvin Kamara is when he doesn't have to carry the whole offense by himself. Like, Alvin yeah. Kamara is an absolute monster, absolute beast, man. So, Alvin Kamara, offensive player of the year, a thousand rushing yards, a thousand receiving yards. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my you God. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I mean, He's been hit a lot. He's still relatively young. He's only 27 years old, I think, right, Dean? But the thing with him is Mike, Mike Patton's – wow, Mike, I got to talk to you about what you just said right there. You're reading my mind, man. And Alvin Kamara missing a few games is certainly possible, right? Or is he going to be suspended at all for breaking that guy's face? You know, what's going to well, happen? They said, the, they said the punishment for the thing that happened in Vegas is most likely going to happen next year. So next not year. worried about that. And Alvin What a great judicial be- system we have. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, but, uh, so Alvin Kamara last year missed four games, but prior to that has been very, very healthy during his career. And now last year he missed four games because again, the whole offense was Alvin Kamara and that was it. So this year with less, as far as the pressure being on him, oh man, the passing game is going to be more open for him, more holes running the ball. I can see Alvin Kamara having a very, very, very good year. All right, brother. Listen, you're going homer pick. I'm going homer pick too, but I believe it. And so does my man, Mike Patton. Let me just put it up there for you right now. It's going to be Debo, baby. Debo. You're going to give him his props because he's going to be, whether it's running it, catching it, he's going to get in the end zone at least 15 times this year. That man is so dynamic. He does everything you want a football player to do, including throwing touchdowns. There's nothing he cannot do. He'll probably play defense this year. Who knows? So I'm going with Debo, man, because you know what? Legitimately, he can do everything. And if the 49ers are going to take off offensively, he's going to be the biggest reason why. So, Mike, I love it, bro. I'm with you all the way. I'm going Debo. 
Got to go Debo, Nikki. I, I would be shocked if you pick a Giants player, but in the in, in the realm of Homer picks over here, let's see. Uh, for <laughs> offensive player of the year, no, I went Cooper Cup because, of uh, course, yeah. you know, I have to rep my my second favorite team, which they're like 2A. Like, I don't know. How do you do that? 2, 2A. So that's First like of all, Cincinnati should divorce you right now. Cincinnati <laughs> should divorce you right now. Well, and you're saying that the Rams are your second favorite team. When you've been so big on Cincinnati, I would feel betrayed if I was a Bengals fan. No doubt. You see that? And, and the Colts there, too. A or 2, 2, B, however you do that. You guys know yeah. I am high on the Rams. So that is yeah, not. Just, we know you love Stafford. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't gotten a Stafford jersey. I need to see you I here on air with a Stafford jersey. Like I'm we gotta get you a Stafford good. jersey, a Jamar Chase jersey. Oh, and like, and we'll we'll be fine there. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. My birthday is next weekend, so I will accept jerseys from everybody. <laughs> just send me Stafford, Brady, Burrow, Chase. I'll wear it. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Send them all. Happy birthday to you. Here's a whole bunch of jerseys from teams that aren't the Giants that you root for. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you, whatever Nikki wants, she gets. That's the bottom line. All right. All right. Offensive player. We just did. How about defensive player? D, you want me to shock you a little bit? On three. Oh, we don't all have the same one? Okay. No, he's, no he's we don't. I guarantee you, you don't. So I think I'm me and Nikki might have the same one if Nikki's trying to do a countdown. <laughs> yeah, you all got the same one, so you can do your countdown in a second. But I'm going to tell you right now, with the passing game and how much they're feeling cornerbacks lately, Marshawn Lattimore. How do you like that? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Marshawn oh. Lattimore is definitely capable of that. I think he's the second-best corner in the league, in my opinion, behind, of course, Jalen Ramsey. So I definitely can see that. And if you want to go deep into the stats, Marshawn Lattimore has led the league the past five years and passes deflected. So not only yeah. is he good at you know shutting down, but if the ball comes over there, he's good at making plays on the ball, great hands. So I would love to see that, but it is hard for a corner to win that award, for sure. It definitely is hard for a corner to win that award. I mean, it has been done. Stefan Gilmore did it a few years ago. And, you know, if you get the interceptions, they will give it to you. And if you're a shutdown guy. So I definitely think it's possible. I think I know where you guys are going. But before, before that, <laughs> uh, Mr. Mike Patton over here is saying Micah Parsons. The only reason I would say no is because I feel that defense is kind of going down in general. So I feel like he would be have to be completely and totally outstanding. But he, on defense, you can't be a one-man show. But he is a fantastic player, guys. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick of Michael Parsons, but I do agree with you. I think the defense is not going to be as good. So he's going to suffer from that as far as the votes because he's on a defense that's probably going to be below average. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Otherwise, no doubt, great player. I mean, he was in the running for it last year. So if you guys want to go on three, you can say it on three because I know where you're going now. <laughs> One, two, Uno, three. Goes, Tris. Aaron, Aaron Donald. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Knew that was coming, and I'm not going to argue with it for one damn second. We we had in harmony last week when we all picked the Baltimore Ravens as our number one team to turn it around from a losing season. That was perfectly harmonic, but – one third out of us, you know, had to go in a different direction just to be different. Of course, that's why. Silly me. All right, Coach of the Year, Nikki. Coach of the Year. Who do you got over here? This is my homer pick because, as I said, Ooh. Coach of the Year usually is about storylines, right? It's not always, as I said last week, it's not always the best coach on the best team, you know, that wins. Um, so I am going to say Brian Dable because. I've been around the team for many weeks now. I have seen this team buy in. I have seen 
the changes that he is affecting with the team. Um, and there's a lot of mutual respect there. He makes it very known that he respects his players. Um, so let's see. The Giants won four games last year. If he could get this team to like nine, ten wins, and they probably will because that will be just my luck. Daniel Jones will play just well enough to get his contract extension. Um, <laughs> I could see him, you know, definitely winning from taking this, you know, mediocre, below subpar franchise and finally turning it around. I'm not going to argue with it at all, and I'm definitely not going to give you shit because I do think they will improve a, a lot, and he will be a big reason for it. There's no doubt. And uh, so I like that pick right there, and I'm actually rooting for it. I hope it does happen. But the one that I'm going with, again, my brother over here, the general, we are in sync. You're not crazy, bro. I got Nick Sirianni also. I keep telling you how high I am on the Eagles, man. Patton's got Nick Sirianni. I got Nick Sirianni. They were 9-8 and eight last year. If they can get up to 12 wins this year, which I think is possible – and he's, again, a big reason for it, you know, in his second season coming around doing this, that, the other. I like Nick Sirianni. So, again, me being high in the Eagles and him thinking that they're going to they're be better than the 9-8 and eight and just squeaking into the playoffs last year, winning the NFC East, that's my pick right there, Ding. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely not mad at that. I'm very high on the Eagles as well. So, I can see him being coach of the year, very, very high possibility. My coach of the year, he's going to beat your ass if you have, no matter if you have three toes and one ass cheek. Campbell. <laughs> I like it. Here's my second. I like it. He's going to be the coach of the year this year. Did my over-under prediction on the Detroit Lions. I got him going eight and nine. So if you're better right. out there, over the six and a half win mark, and I think eight and nine for Detroit, after all he's been through, can get Dan Campbell coach of the year. I heard that. I really like the breakdown. That was, I don't know, again, I don't know how you do them graphics, man. You know, like you went by division and then, you know, the out of games and everything. You did a really good job on that. Eight and nine is possible. When we do our rankings and records, I may go a little bit higher, but I like that right there. I was thinking about Dan Campbell. Higher earlier. than eight wins. I might. Story. I might. I might. I might. It's possible. It's oh, possible. I got to, I got to think all this stuff out. Uh, Y'all get it. All right. Listen. We are going to make a bet about this. You know, if I actually do decide to put Detroit in the playoffs, we are making a bet. And if, if I lose, I'll hold up my end. But you better hold up yours. It depends what it is. I make no promises to anybody. Okay. <laughs> this right. is why. Fair I enough. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. You should just be like a trading from turn three. should go to yeah, fourth no. and two. I'm not like <laughs> shaving my eyebrows off or anything crazy. Like it depends what it is. <laughs> we, I wouldn't yeah, do that to you. Would, yeah, we wouldn't ask you to shave your eyebrows off. No, no, but you no. ask me to do something Just your head. No, <laughs> I would never. What do you mean? We, Don't we even ask you to do something stupid, but not as stupid as shaving your eyebrows. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can just like draw them back on, but no, I would never. I would never. That's why I don't <laughs> like bets because like <laughs> like monetary bets are fine, but like I hate the bets where it's like. Oh, drink a bottle of hot sauce or like, I don't know, just, you know, jump around like an idiot. It's fun when it's you just... win those though, right? So if yeah, you win those, is. you just see the other person do something crazy. Like I've, uh, I used to do a segment on my podcast right when I first started where I would bet somebody listening on a particular game. And one time the bet was to eat atomic wings from Wingstop and I happened to lose. And oh, <laughs> I have to find that video somewhere of me eating oh, these wings man. and sweat. <laughs> coming down really? my face <laughs> it was it was so oh. bad they were so hot and i like spicy food but they were so hot and i was, <laughs> I, I was struggling i don't i can't forget the i can't remember the exact game but it would be bad in the game and i had to eat those atomic hot wings so those bets are fun eat like, all of them or just one all of them i had i did six 
You did six? Yeah. You see? No. Francine, like, your I, lips I'll probably back out of that. Just a Francine, your lips are bleeding and stuff. Damn. You know, it, you know, it'll be probably Nikki, but I'll, I'll make you wear like a Dak Prescott jersey throughout the show. That's what's probably going to happen. Something like that. Yeah, I'm probably not doing that either. So. Wow, you are you're a hard to bargain with. You you're, you're tough. I can understand why you're successful. It's, it's making a lot of sense to me now, no doubt. <laughs> oh man, let's finish out the uh, category, shall we? With Rookie of the Year for NFC Awards. Rookie of the Year. Last one we got NFC. Damien, take it away. Rookie of the Year for the NFC. Just. Making sure my choice is correct, going through teams one more time. <laughs> but, if you want me to give mine while you while you while you Christian ponder yours, no problem. Christian yes, ponder. <laughs> well, we got uh, we got our boy again, Mike Patton coming in, and you must be loving this one over here. He's got Chris Olave. Oh, I'll what tell I you have. what. <laughs> yours too. Okay. Okay. Well, I see. All right. So let me ask you this then. I mean, if Mike Thomas comes back and he's himself and Jarvis Landry is involved and Avin Kamara is going to be the offensive MVP, then how the hell is Chris Olave going to be rookie of the year? Are they going to score 97 points a game? <laughs> no, you make a valid point. We do have a lot of weapons to go to this year. I think he will be like fourth as far as targets on the team behind Kamara, Thomas, and of course Landry. Uh, but even in this offense, when we do get pass happy, which I think this year could happen with the weapons. Even the Me fourth too. guy can be very, very productive as far as rookies. For sure. So For I can sure. see him having 60 catches, you know, 700, 800 yards, something crazy, something like that. Nothing like no historic year, but a really nice year that could put him in that conversation. All right. Mike thinks that, you know, Mike Thomas isn't going to be really healthy this year and a lot of yeah. may step into that one or two role. We'll see. The, mar- yeah. the problem right now I have with Chris Olave is that he took my boy Marcus Colson's number, number 12. You know, me and Colson went to the same college at Hofstra. I-, I don't like that. That pisses me off a little bit right there. But hopefully it will do well for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm going with the guy. We, we should yes, retire his number. We should retire uh, Colston's number. For yes, you. yes. When I saw him wearing 12, I'm like, no, blasphemy. I'm like, you would better call my boy and ask him if that was all right. Because me and Colston like this. Maybe he did. Yeah, I maybe he did call him. I, I think we have his... I don't know if, it's, if we have his name in the, the ring of fame or whatever it's called. The <laughs> ring of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Honor of fame, whatever the hell it is. Call, call yeah, it what we want. We have his name there. So I wonder if he had to give him an okay to wear that jersey. All right. I, I hope he didn't. That would be respectful. That would be respectful. All right. Ring so we're here a little I don't know why I couldn't think of ring of honor. Ring of honor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <ring of honor. laughs> what did you call it? Ring of greatness? Is that what you call the it? Ring of fame. Ring of you just called it a ring of fame. You said Spitting out, she has got no idea what the hell he's saying. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, one, of my, one of my first arguments on this show, though, about how the Hall of Fame should be the Hall of Greatness. Yes. I will remember it more if it was yeah. called the Ring of Greatness instead of the Hall of Fame, <laughs> or whatever. It should be the Hall of Greatness and the Ring of Greatness. <laughs> Might as well. Right? Just make more money for the NFL. That's it. Oh, uh, shoot. <laughs> Nikki, who's your rookie of the year in the NFC? Chris Olave. Oh, I'm sorry. You did say Chris Olave. My bad. I was going to go with mine. Kenneth Walker, because I think that, you know, obviously with Chris Carson down, and I don't know how much Rashad Perry is going to be doing his thing. Um, yeah, I'm going with Kenneth Walker. They got him for a reason, and we know how young running backs and even rookie backs doing this league. I think he's going to be fantastic, and they're going to have to be running the ball a lot this season. So I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker, the third, to win the award over there. The ring of who that 
Damien. <laughs> That's what it should be That's called for the Saints. Call I like it. that. Yeah. That was a good one, Mike. I like that. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so I'm not going to be a homer. I'm not going to go with Chris Olave, even though parts of me want to. I'm going to go with the rival. I'm going to go with Drake London uh, for Ooh. offensive rookie of the year. Guess what? He's going to get a lot of targets. They're going to be behind in these games. So I can see him getting a lot of garbage time yards. So I'm going to go with Drake right. London. All right, I dig it. I dig it. That actually makes sense. Yeah, that the garbage time, no doubt. I, I don't know if they're going to take that into account or whatnot. And let's see who's going to be throwing the ball, Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter. But, no, I dig that. That's a pretty good answer. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, NFC Awards in the books, baby, which moves us on. Oh, we got to do, do our quantum leap player for the and NFC. And come back. Oh, oh, that's right. What am I thinking? Oh, my God, I'm skipping over stuff. That's right. I totally forgot <laughs> the comeback player in Quantum Leap. I'm, I got my Quantum Leap ready, but let's start with uh, D, since you mentioned it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's hear it. So, Quantum Leap. Quantum so Leap. For Quantum Leap for the NFC will be a continuation of his Quantum Leap he was making last year before he got hurt. So you already know who it is. Jameis Winston oh is going to God. take a I Like a record long jump. It's going to be that crazy. You hit like that Mariah Carey note and then did that. Ooh, one <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's, James that's Winston's me. a quantum leap. I can't. I'm off the show. I'm done. <laughs> She's out. I can't. She, enough of this Homer crap. She's had it. You guys it. She say that me. I'm not the objective one on the show. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> no, we, we know he's a Homer. Let's we say, know he's a Homer. James already made, was making the leap last year. And then got hurt. So I'm just continuing the quantum leap. So you're saying he hence was like the extra leap? note. Yeah, hence the extra note on it because it's going even longer. That's why it's a quantum <laughs> leap. Yes. <laughs> I do not. I can't. I don't ever want to be called the non-objective one of the three of us on this show ever again. Because now the homers at the top. You have taken that. Used to sit down here. Somehow I got shifted to the bottom, but that's okay. Because <laughs> you're such a star, we gotta give you all that space. Oh, I need like, all that's space. right. <laughs> you got the space. There you go. Good save right there. Good save. Nice. No, all right. Winston so needs all this space. He's got like a two-year quantum leap going on. Extra <laughs> shit. Like, man, did you practice that day? Did you know you were going for the extra? No, I did not. <laughs> like most things we do on the show, it was on the spot. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done, right on the spot, right there. All right, Nick, did you have yours prepared, or did you have to go uh, on the spot as well? <laughs> no. Um, oh, wait, I did a quantum leap team. I thought that's what we were doing. We could do both. Why not? It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. Okay, well, I'm gonna do a team because I don't know. I didn't think about a player. My quantum leap team, though. Um, it's like kind of a cheat, but not really because I get so pissed off that Minnesota is so bad all the time because they're so talented. And I think people forget they only won eight games last year. So I think that they will take a collective quantum leap and win like 11, 12 games. Oh, okay. 11, 12, That'll put right in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, they got That'll new head right coach, new leadership. I think they're going to actually like use the talent that they have on this team properly now this year. So, yeah, I think my quantum leap team will be the Vikings. Okay, all right, going with the quantum leap team right there. Yeah, but not necessarily a player. We're going to hold off on that one. 
yeah. I can Hold dig off. it. We'll wait. If I had to pick a quantum leap team, it's definitely the Detroit Lions. They won three games last year, so they're definitely my quantum leap team. I, I told you guys already, I'm extremely high on them. Will it be the yeah, eight games? Have that to go to the freaking playoffs. We know. <laughs> Yeah, then I win the freaking Super Bowl. I mean, Jared Goff, he went there once before, you know. King you guys who are listening right now, who are watching right now, you got to tune in next week just for this part, just for the Detroit Lions part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see whole what lot better, how high is Jason going to go with it. Like, this part alone is worth tuning in next week. Yeah, no, you have to. You just, yeah, you have to because he's going to say something like, oh, 13 went and give the most ridiculous reasons why. Like, it is not Stafford um, and Megatron out there. It is Jared Goff and who? Amar St. Brown. Amar Ross St. Brown. St. Brown, yeah. His name yep. is nice, so you got to put him in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but that depends on how – that's going to depend on how the Lions run that offense, which is why I wouldn't draft him, which is one of the questions I keep getting. Okay. But then you wouldn't draft who? Amar St. Brown. Oh, you – Okay, well, I mean, the people asking those questions should not even be asking them at all. It's a guaranteed thing. You obviously he will be drafted in every single league as long as it's not no, eighteen. No, drafted. I'm just like not really that high on him because I. It's really going to depend how the Lions are going to run that offense, and uh, if it's one offense I don't trust, it's the Detroit Lions. I smell yeah, another bad here. Dan Campbell, coach of the year. Oh my God! I smell another bet coming. I smell another bet coming. I'm feeling it. I'm no, we're not that over a thousand yards. Clarify for everybody from last week. So, so this year your team is Detroit. So, so you're going to rescind what you said to me about the Colts, right? Because you're not. It's not the Colts for you this year. No. It's the Lions. No. Yeah. Let's get back with the program over here. I right? put your thinking cap back on for a second, okay? I've always, always liked the Colts. So that's never a year-to-year thing. I always pick a different team every year that I think is going to do better and come at it or whatever it's going to be. Don't forget last year, my two foolish friends, I picked the number one <laughs> AFC and NFC team going into the playoffs, the Packers and the Titans. And you all rolled your eyes at me like I had five freaking heads or oh, as Medusa no. going to tell me to stop. We didn't roll your, our eyes at like, Yes, you did. When I said Titans, you really jumped out of your chair. When I said Titans, you you lost yeah. it. You freaked yeah. out. You almost ended your own life. It was yeah. terrible to watch. I almost did. <laughs> but not not no. the Packers. I did not roll my eyes at the Packers. No, I understand yeah, I, that. I think, I, had, but, say, I think all three of us had the Packers picked as the one seed. Yeah. Or maybe somebody had Tampa Bay. But we all thought – we always high on the Packers going into last year. Yeah. The Titans, for sure. Yeah. The Titans, yeah. You all rolled your eyes. And, look, they had the yeah. most players on COVID and injury reserve, 91 players, and they still got the number one seed. So, you know what? I know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm here. So, there you go. That's yes. the end of that. So Freaking cool. <coughs> Bengals. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, it lost. My quantum leap team, like I told you, Lions, my quantum leap quarterback, you guys should already know what's coming. True one. Oh, 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 that's right. I forgot the Miami one, too. That's right. I forgot. He gives no credit to the defense for their nine-win <laughs> streak. I, I can't. Credit to really the defense. Of course I do. the laptop, Nikki, because the You're a team. They're a team. That's a team. And now they have a new head coach with new and offensive scheme. that most of those wins were from the offense. We went over this last week. They won the games. It doesn't matter. And Tua came back in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to say nothing anymore. Just watch, watch Detroit. Watch Miami. Just watch my teams go at it this year and do their thing. So I'm adopting Miami this year in the AFC. And I'm okay. adopting Detroit in the NFC. I'm a 49er fan. That's the end of that story. And the Colts are always going to be my AFC team. 
Okay. That's it. I am adopting the Colts and I am adopting um, the Vikings. Okay. So two new, so now the and, Rams are what, like the redheaded no, the Ram, no, the Rams and the Bengals the always house? stay. No, they're not out of the house. They always stay. And the Giants are always, you know, number one. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be. I'm just hearing more reasons for Cincinnati fans not to like you. That's all I'm hearing. Cincinnati fans should freaking love me. (laughs) So it's coming through. Now, because you were very high on them, but I thought they were number two. I thought they would have ripped that. I thought they were the side boo. I thought that Cincinnati was the side boo. But you're saying that the Rams were the number one side boo. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm like, how I'm the number? I'm already two behind the Giants. And I'm the side boo to the Rams. Yeah, and you know, you know, if Cincinnati won that Super Bowl, that the Rams would be the side boot, and it'd be all about the Bengals. So you see, that's what you just <laughs> want to see. Yeah. Um, Mike asking me sure. because they just they give me such great fantasy uh, season. So it's tough. yeah, it's really yeah. Stafford. It's really Matt Stafford. So. Yes, it's Matt Stafford and his 17 league leading interceptions. Let him try that again. It's not going to work out this year. Two times in a row, it ain't going to happen. Super Bowl. Okay, he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he he's another fantastic fantasy quarterback. He's one of the best arms in the friggin' league. Are you going to like crap all yeah, over he, Matt Stafford now? Well, he, he's such a good arm that he's able to throw it to the other team. Yes, he's that type of good his arm is. You know, he's able to get it all the way to the and other so team. So James Winston, but I don't see you giving the homer a hard time over here. Because he I've never even thought the James Winston. Yeah, you see, <laughs> you, like, he didn't even do anything to you. <laughs> Just, I he did nothing to you. You got to bring James. That's why I came in with the shotgun across the bottom of my screen today. Because I had yes, to call there, there you started it. it. You came in hot with that stupid ass <laughs> little saying at the bottom, your username there. Yeah. <laughs> What's Brent saying to me now? Guys, can you hear me okay? Because he's saying that I must be on a landline or something like that. Am I clean <laughs> in and out? We haven't, we haven't heard the phone ring yet. Okay, way, okay. That meme that um oh my gosh, who made that was hysterical. Will, that yeah, so Willie did that. That was real. <laughs> that was great. That was really funny that he did that. He said, I can't pull that stuff off. That was amazing. Love it. Yeah. Oh man, where are we? A comeback player now? Yes. Yeah. All right. Nikki, you want to go first? Sure. Saquon Barkley. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I not, dig I'm it. Not mad at that. We're yeah, not we're not mad at that homer pick. That's it's yeah. it's home you team. shouldn't be, because I rarely take the homer picks. You guys know that. How many times did I picked the Giants to lose last year? I think every single game except, like, one. No, but did you guys hear what he said yesterday? He is fired up. He said, I am effing tired of people, you know, counting me out. Like, he feels like an underdog. He is fired up. I know how that feels. I get counted out on this show every week. That's okay. Come back Better and stronger. I feel you, Saquon. I feel you. <laughs> We're nothing without you, Nikki. We're nothing without you. And yeah, if the Giants want to be something this year, they're going to need Saquon. So I, I hope he's at least in the running for that. That'd be pretty great. Let's see what oh, Mikey's got to say. Don't start with the Eli <laughs> argument. I mean, I'm just not ready. Oh, uh, yep. And Nikki's already getting enough stress. I see gray hairs popping out over here. You know, <laughs> we don't need that. You know, Good thing my have. hair appointment is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Woman knows how to take care of herself. Nikki, I thought with my comeback player, believe it or not, I contemplated Daniel Jones because of Brian Dable. I really did. I mean, I'm not kidding. No, I swear to God. I swear to God. I think he's going to have a better year. I, okay. I really do. Daniel I'm Jones, comeback it. player of the year. Uh, Detroit in the playoffs. And Miami oh, is the – what was Miami? The quantum leap? Yeah, team. Yes, two. quantum leap team. Two. Oh, Tua. Yes. Two, two is my quantum – yeah, two is my quantum leap quarterback. Detroit's my quantum leap team. You guys, listen – 
I was I didn't make up the name Sports Profit and say, oh, you know what? That sounds really cool. I'm going to call myself the Sports <laughs> Profit. Given to me by multiple people after making consistently great bets and making my friends money, I became the Sports Profit, and that's the way it's going to be. End of story. That's it. That's it. But Daniel Jones is not my comeback player of the year. It's not Cam Akers either, even though I thought about it. I'm worried about him getting injured too much. But I'm really worried about this guy getting injured again for a third year in a row. But I have to do it because I got to think he's been hitting the gym like crazy in nutrition and all this sort of stuff. Christian McCaffrey, comeback player of the year in the NFC. It's time to see it. You're still young. You got a few years left to make it happen. If he's going to do it, just like Saquon Barkley, same kind of thing, do it now. So he's there's not many other guys in there. Yeah, Jameis Winston is in there for sure. Is he going to put up those huge stats? I don't know. Is Cam Akers going to be healthy all year? I don't know. So ultimately, yeah, I had to go with uh, had to go with Christian McCaffrey. He's still got a whole lot of talent, just like Saquon. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, no. he's uh, definitely capable if he's healthy. We've seen him have these crazy seasons. Oh and yeah, I can see Baker Mayfield depending on him a lot, a lot. <laughs> so I can definitely see that for sure. Uh, Without a doubt, I'm gonna go with can't. Guard Mike, Michael Ooh, Thomas. You was Homer, 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 Homer. Come back for the year. <laughs> this is Michael like the Thomas. most ridiculous segment I've ever heard in my freggin' life. Like I am beside myself. If I would have known it was going to go like this, I would have said third and three podcast Homer edition. That's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, really. Actually, name the episode that. I don't know what you named it, but name I'm going to rename it. I'm going to rename the whole thing Damien's Homer Edition. That is it. It's I mean, this is just like ridiculous. I mean, okay. Go on. You please. really are to present the evidence. Let me present the evidence. Yeah, please. Last, I want you to present time. me with the four day Lee on your arm. You need to get that tattooed <laughs> on your face like Tyson before that. You, I mean, for real, you are Saint City, my friend. <laughs> And there's a good reason why, because the last time we saw Michael Thomas healthy, he broke the record for receptions in a season. No, the last time we saw him healthy, he broke his knee. I keep trying to correct you on that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, you're good. And even Cooper Cup had an amazing year last year, played 17 games and couldn't break the record that Michael Thomas had in a 16 game season. Right. That shows you what level this man was on. OK. So we're not expecting that. Not 149 catches, 110, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. That sounds like a comeback year, year to me. So Michael Thomas can't guard Mike. That's another screaming thing you got to get used to. I'm going to scream that out. When he's having these amazing seasons or amazing games going forward. Oh Michael God. Thomas, comeback player of the year. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can't. James Winston, quantum leaping, Michael Thomas, freaking comeback yeah, player of the year, Alvin Kamara, offensive of player of the year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what else? Yeah, I know. This is <laughs> right? a complete shit show. Yeah, the only thing you didn't do was Chris Olave, rookie of the year. That's it. That's it. But yeah, maybe he we're right. Mike Patton was on. He wanted to, but me and Mike had his back, yeah, so he, he was like half in he on really that. wanted to. <laughs> yep. He's like, you know what? I can't be too homerish over here. Freaking Homer Simpson. Unbelievable. Yep. This was the gumbo special, as Mike just called it, with out of doubt. Gumbo yeah. special. <laughs> love it. Is gumbo any good? Oh, I feel like it looks I feel like it looks good. Is it any it's good? good. Yes, yes, gumbo delicious. Yes. yes, gumbo is delicious. So okay. when you make that trip to New Orleans, 
Yeah. We're going to meet me and my wife there. We're going to get you some yeah. gumbo for sure. Okay. That's, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I want everything. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yes. Like, Bring on the gumbo. Like my, my grandpa makes the best gumbo in Louisiana. So we're oh, going to get you some home. For, for dinner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get you some, some home-cooked gumbo. I'm this remind me of Forrest Gump. He's like gumbo shrimp, shrimp gumbo, shrimp stew, shrimp scampi, shrimp salad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Nikki, you probably never saw it. No. Forrest Gump. All right. Okay. Everybody on the planet has seen that, including three-month-year-old okay. babies. To you be fair, seen it is on Bravo a lot. So actually, I will say, pieced together, I probably have seen the whole thing. Have I seen it in all one sitting? No. See, that's the problem. Do you have ADD like blowing out of your eardrums? Like, is that like, why can't you just sit through one thing for just more than 50 minutes? No, I can barely sit still through this show. <laughs> she, guys, I want everybody to know that she has got Velcro taped to the bottom of her seat so she cannot move until the show is over. That is the reason why. Gee, I love it. Nikki, you got some fantasy questions thrown at you? Uh, yeah, I did. I had some fantasy questions thrown at me. A lot of it was about rookies. So I'm going to give you guys like, mm. these are like my under the radar rookies. Again, like I keep saying, and I said last night on Giants Rush, these are not going to be your guys that you start week one, two, three, four, but you're going to want them like week seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, right? And then they're going to start kind of making some noise. So let me see. Oh, we already talked about Wandale Robinson. I hit that in the beginning of the show. You guys know that I'm really high on Alec Pierce, who, by the way, I love how we talk about stuff on the show. And the next day, these people are trending. Like Matt Ryan's trending. Alec Pierce is trending. Everybody's talking about it. I actually tweet, what did I tweeted at Pro Football Foot? I was like, well, I've talked about this for like five weeks now. So thank you for like jumping on my train. <laughs> you gotta write um, they get going places they have to oh and by the way nikki before you do this yeah. i hope you know that i put up who do you want as your fantasy quarterback tua or matt ryan there's not one person that said matt ryan i hope that you saw oh, that that was stupid. so important i didn't see it that's the wrong answer good don't draft him don't take long him. Answer. i don't know if either will get drafted but it would have taken two anyway go ahead Go ahead. Okay, What's his fantasy so, stuff? Yes. So Alec Pierce, uh, Calvin Austin, right? I know he's mm. in the booth, but he says he's just waiting on Mike Tomlin to give him the okay. Um, Jalen Tolbert or John Dotson, to me, they're kind of the same, but I think Tolbert is just going to be on a little bit of a better offense with the Cowboys. So, but I think you can go either way there. Um, and then I really like Isaiah Likely. I know he is a tight end. But Mark Andrews is not going to be there, and I am sure the Ravens are going to use – they're going to run that two tight end set. So I think he is going to give your team tremendous value if you could get him. So what do you guys think about that? Do you want to kick it off? Because I like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. You're the fantasy queen for a reason. Uh, You definitely (laughs) broke this down. And I agree pretty much everything you say. Like I'm always – when it comes to rookies, like if you don't need to take one – it's not one that you normally would take. Just be like, I'm a, this guy's going to blow up. You can't expect every rookie to be Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, for sure. Right. So for me, I would still go veteran guys. But if you have one of those late picks that you're just kind of throwing a whiff out there on, this one, I would go to the rookies. Yeah, man. Look, I would take James Cook. I would take Pierce. I'm talking like even 11th or 12th round because, like Nikki said, you're going to be using these guys. There has never been – in NFL season where all 32 NFL 
running back starters were the starters even at week eight. I mean, pretty much half of them go down. So that's why it's so important. We've been talking about like our fantasy blowout show to have, you know, if you're going to have Ezekiel Elliott, you want to have Tony Pollard. I mean, they're got, you want to have not just the backups, but especially the young running backs. There's no doubt. But I like that you mentioned Isaiah Likely. I mean, he's a guy I've been thinking about because Baltimore does like to run those two tight end sets, and that'll free up uh, Mark Andrews even more, give Lamar Jackson another guy to throw to as they work off the play action game. So I think that's a really good name right there. And again, yes, take these guys, especially the young running backs, the rookie running backs. I don't care if they're third, if they're third string right now on the team, I promise you they're going to play this year. I can almost guarantee it. Even like a guy like Jamal Williams, Nikki, who was second mm-hmm. string to DeAndre Swift on Detroit. And again, I'm going, I know I'm going to Detroit, but he's going to do great things. Also, these are two guys you can draft both of them. So yeah, get, get these young guys, get them. I, I totally agree. And it's well done. Yep. yep. Got a lot of those questions. Another question I got was who's like a non-rookie that I really like. And I really, really like Devonta Smith. We all think the Eagles are going to have a good mm-hmm. year. I don't yeah. think Jalen Hurts is going to take a step back. And he also had 21% of the targets in a run heavy offense. And that was the most in the league. So it's only going to go up from there. So if you can get Devonta Smith, go ahead and get him too. I like that. He's got a nose for the end zone. Yeah, going into his, what, second year now only? Is it second yeah. year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's great. Yeah, young kid. I'll go with somebody who's been in the league a little bit more, and he was the one who started this whole wide receiver contract nonsense, and Christian Kirk is going to be the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville. So if you want to get some points for a team who's probably going to be playing from behind, not every game because they will be better. Their defense has gotten better. We talked about it. But, yeah, they're going to be in some shootouts. And Trevor Lawrence – is the AFC quantum leap for my man D over there. So why not? Christian Kirk, he's going to have to ball out. I think that he's a guy that you want to draft maybe ninth round, 10th round, if you can wait that long to get him. And he will probably be starting in a flex spot for you. So that's that's a guy off the top of my head I would go with. Okay, yeah, I like that pick. Uh, for someone kind of off the radar, uh, I would go with David Montgomery. Uh, mm-hmm. David Montgomery somebody who's – going to slide under the radar because he's on a bad team, but that team yeah. is going to be very dependent on him to create any type of offense. So he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So you think in 15 to 20 carries along with five to seven catches, I can see David Montgomery doing that this year. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. So those were most of my questions. And of course I get questions about Matt Ryan all the time. Listen, I am the president of the Matt Ryan fan club. But I do think that you don't have, listen, you don't have to reach for a quarterback, right? Because you can, all jokes aside, he is a great fantasy quarterback. You can get somebody like a Matt Ryan and still, you know, really, really make an impact on your team. So don't reach for a quarterback. I got a lot of questions about that too. Should I reach? Like if somebody's there, should I reach for Nick Chubb? Should I reach for Saquon Barkley? Look, I think that if you know the guy ahead of you might take him and you want him, maybe, but I don't think, I'm just not a fan of of reaching. But I do get, sometimes you get that panic pick because you feel like your guy's not going to be there. Or you've got that shitty pick at like eight, ninth. So I do get it, but please do not reach for a quarterback. It is not necessary. Yeah, especially if you're in a 12-team league where we talked about you want to stack up on the wide receivers and running backs. Don't get a quarterback early because, again, if I, you could get Derek Carr in the 10th round, and he's going to put up yeah. almost the same amount of points that Patrick Mahomes did, who was the first quarterback usually coming off the board, and people are reaching for that. And, yeah, that's just going to screw up the rest of the meat of your lineup. It's just, again, one position – where you're going to take a fall for everywhere else, D. So I'm with her. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%.
No doubt. All right. All right. Good so questions, they, guys. Of course, yeah. uh, keep them coming. Keep them coming always. We hey, we love fantasy football. We're all in like 13 different leagues. And now Nikki has to be in like 150 because of what she's doing. Because she's just gonna <laughs> Yeah, I have to do it in front of the whole world. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> country or whoever. Yeah, no. Whole world I can't wait to watch to. this. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be so – I'm going to be like a, like a proud older brother. Like, look at my sister. Look what she's doing on TV. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> as wait. long as you vote wait. for me and Gladys as fan favorites every week. It's not even a question about it. Not even a question. Obviously, girl, you got the knowledge. So let's do knowledge with Nikki. It is tricky. Nikki gets us here to do it. We don't know what the hell she's got in store for us today, but Jay goes first. D goes second. Nikki, what do we got today? Oh, you guys are in luck. Today is National Maryland Day. National Maryland Day? Maryland Day. State of Maryland? As in the state of Maryland, yes. Oh, my Lord. D is just cracking up already because he knows we're totally screwed. But here we go. Let's get our education on. <laughs> the only thing I know about Maryland is the wire. Like, I don't. <laughs> well, you're going to learn more in the next few minutes as long as we here do we not go. go off the rails this time. This is why I write it down. It's my education. <laughs> and then play it off the next day like I know this stuff. Goes back, reads his notebook at night. Oh, you know what? Three years ago, we found out there was 15 million different apples. Like, 10,000 different watermelons. I had a dream the other night that there was green dye poured into the Chicago River, and I was stuck in it waiting for a lifeboat to save me because of that trivia question you had one time. So, yep. <laughs> oh, the Green River. Yeah, the same passage. Yeah. Right. Yes, see? exactly. See? Nightmares. You're in my head, girl. You're in my head. Get out. Getting into your brains. Okay, you ready for Maryland trivia? Sure am. All right, let's do it. All right, Jay, number one. How many pounds of seafood are harvested from the Chesapeake Bay every year? It's got to be an, an insane amount. They're all about seafood over there. My God. I remember when I went there, I went uh, to a Baltimore uh, Orioles game. Holy shit. Um, how many pounds a year? Yeah. 35 million? No. D? I'm going to say 100 million. 500 million pounds. Whoa. Holy Moses, my God. Dang, Jeez. that's crazy. I know. People are getting seasick, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. number two. In 2004, Maryland names an official state sport. What was that sport? Lacrosse. Yes, lacrosse. No doubt. I don't know why I knew that too. I was, you guys knew, I, you both knew that? They're <laughs> affiliated with you lacrosse. Know, do you know yeah. what it was before that? Do you know what it was before that? No. Maryland state sport? Yeah. Um, I don't, but I guess I, I would say um, – it's that stupid, like old white man's game, like cricket. Not cricket. Uh, what's what's that shit where you hit polo. the polo or te- mom saying tennis? Maybe tennis. I don't know. Stupid white man's <laughs> yeah, like, like rich club. Like like you knock the ball between the little oh croquet. Croquet. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. No, uh, jousting was the really. Wow, that's cool. I would have got down for that. I would have knocked some motherfuckers off the jest. That would be fun. So for, when you went to their medieval times, it was like real stuff. It was, it was like, it wasn't just a show. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah, they take it very seriously, apparently. The jousting. I read all about it. 
Yeah. Wow. Cool. Like a real thing. Um, right. Okay. Number three, the National Aquarium in Baltimore holds how many gallons of water? Five hundred thousand. No. D. Uh, five million. Two point two million. Oh, man, <laughs> gosh, I felt like I overshot it. <laughs> we always end up. You're on the extreme, or I'm on the extreme, one way or the other. It always happens. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, mom, you had it right. Just wow. One she to the house, it. one to the audience. There we go. Yep. Yes. On to my. She's always on the list. All right. All right. Only here we go. One. Number four. In 2006, the Ravens played Tampa Bay in week one. Chris McAllister intercepted Chris Sims' pass and returned it for a touchdown. How long was that return? Oh. 101 yards. No. D? 89. 61. Oh. 61. 2006. Well, you brought back a name I haven't said in a long time. Chris McAllister. I brought back an actual sport yeah. trivia, too. I, you <laughs> did. I got no problem with that. All right. Very long time. All right. <laughs> D, here we go. All right. The Maryland Gazette is the oldest published newspaper in the United States. In what year was the Maryland Gazette founded? 1834. No. Jay? It's a good guess. I'm going to go with... Uh, 1798. 1727. Ooh. Wow. Oh, damn. We weren't even a country yet then, and they came out with this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one to be first. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Right. Hey. <laughs> Number two. In what year was the blue crab named the Maryland State Crustacean? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say... 1982. Jay? 62. I mean, D, I'll give it to you. You got in the 80s at least. It was 1989. All right. You got the yeah. decade right. You got the All decade right. right. I feel like that's super <laughs> hard. It could have been like, you know, 1700 or something. It could have been anything. comes to you. No idea. Me and Ma were on the same page for a minute. Yeah. All right. Number three. What percent chance is there that it is? There will be a white Christmas in Maryland on any given year. I'm going to say 40%. Jay? 12%. Shut up. 12%. Really? Oh, shit. <laughs> 12%. I knew it was going to be really low, but I mean, that was just obviously a pure guess. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> D's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just screwed up my victory over here. Yeah, really. 12% <laughs> on the nose. Okay, here we go. Number four. Who set a Ravens record by rushing for 227 yards in a single game in 1998? In 1998? You better get this, D. I know the answer. Ooh. I think I know the answer. Oh. I thought I knew the answer until she said the year. Um, 1998. Yeah, I don't. I don't know like, who the oh, Ravens like. Born 
remember. I was like, yeah, pop. Wow, I know. I don't know how I got that. Lucky. <laughs> uh, I think I know this. I, yeah, I have. I don't think he was there yet. The one I'm thinking of, I, who I thought I had the record for sure. So I have no idea who the Ravens running back was. I have to pass. Dude, I think I think you have it right, bro. I I isn't it Jamal Lewis? No. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's like I said, because he wasn't there yet. Oh, I could have sworn that he was there in '98. Oh wow. Um, one more shot. Anybody want one more shot? Now that you know it's not. (laughs) Um. Was it Priest Holmes? No. Priest Holmes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Mm, I should have thought yeah. a little bit more about that. Yeah. Priest Holmes. Yeah. I remember he went over there and, and bowled out. Son of a bitch. All right. Yeah. Leroy Horde, the big man. He probably hasn't run that long in his entire but life. Let's just do the tiebreaker for fun because in what fun. year did Jamal Lewis rush for 2,000 yards? What do you mean That's tiebreaker? Right. I already won, but we can do the I same. I know, way. but we never do sports trivia. So let's just say. D, I think it was 2,000, right? Uh, I think it was 2003. 2003. Nice, D. All right. Excellent. <laughs> now we can call it an official tie. Now, 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 now I'm out of time. Right. And now I'm out of questions. Well done. Well done. All right. Good stuff. Oh, you guys, you killed it for Maryland trivia. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Well, right? What state's going to be next week? Well, I don't know, but you guys didn't do very well on the Jersey trivia, so. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was fun. Excellent job, Nick. You always coming up with crazy questions, and we love it. And we always get smarter because of you. So God bless you. Beautiful thing. Thank you. All right. We got one more segment to go. We're going to end it out. And we usually do this a lot earlier, but we had some fun stuff we wanted to get to earlier in the show. But it's time for Mount Player. Player! So we're going with the teams that had a winning record in 2021 that will either have a losing record or definitely take a major step back. And this could be from the AFC or NFC, any team that we want. And we're going to start with whoever Nikki says. I'll start. It's fine. I'll go first. All right. She's a team player, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right. I'm not being a hater, but I do think the Cowboys will take a step back this year. And I know D agrees with me because he was very measured in his approach when he was doing real deal bets and talking about their records. Uh-huh. So I do He's think that. Yes. Yes. I do think the Cowboys will take a step back. That defense is not going to be as good. A little questionable on offense. And I really just don't trust Mike McCarthy. Look, I'm just going to jump ahead and I'm going to go with you. Cowboys are on my list exactly right there. Look, they were 12 and 5 last year. And I'm still racking my head around how they only lost five games. And then I remember that they played in the NFC East. You know, no offense, but they weren't that good last year. And um, yeah, I think they definitely take a step back. How many wins they're going to get? They still might end up with a winning record, maybe nine and eight, but uh step back and no playoffs for me. So I'm with you, Nikki, on the Cowboys at number four. Yeah, make it a trifecta. Uh, like Nikki oh. said, she saw my real deal bets videos. I went eight and nine yeah. on them this year. She said it all. The defense, they depended, they depended way too much on turnovers last year. There's no way you're gonna duplicate that for another year, which is gonna expose that defense. The offense has yeah. less weapons. I just don't see a path for them to be as good as they were last year. Totally agree. Totally agree. 100%. Uh, number three, I'm going to start out because you guys, if, if I go third, then the show may never end. The Bengals, I'm sorry. They were 10 and 7 last year. I mean, Look, come on. They're going to take a, bullshit. No, they're going to take a very <laughs> small 
can step back. Look, the Ravens are going to be healthier. Pittsburgh, in my mind, is better. Cleveland's always a tough matchup for Cincinnati. And Cincinnati had – they finished in first place, so they have one of the toughest records in the NFL this year. They're going to have problems. They know what they can do. Now I'm talking about other teams know what Cincinnati is all about. They are young. I like Burrow and Chase and Mixon. I'm a fan. They did address their offensive line, not with the greatest players in the world. Look, just because they address their offensive line doesn't mean they have fantastic players there where Joe Burrow's not going to get sacked 50 freaking times. So with the Bengals, again, I thought they caught lightning in a bottle last year. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but I definitely think they take a step back, and we will see it early in the season. So that's my number three. I know you hate it, Nikki, but I had to go there. I hate it. It's ridiculous. Like, so you think Cleveland's going to be better than? I didn't say that. Cleveland was what seven and ten last year. They were shit. I'm just asking you. Do you think that Cleveland will be better than Cincinnati? No, no. We haven't done our official rankings yet, but no, I can tell you right now that I think Cincinnati will be better than Cleveland. The Bengals are not going to take a step back. They needed to address the offensive line, and that's exactly what they did. Like, what if there's a brick wall in front of them? The Bengals and the Ravens. No. They're going to take a step back, just like Detroit's going to take a step. They're going to take a step back, Nikki. I'm telling you right now. I'm sorry, oh, little bang gal that you are, but it's not going to happen. Yes. I, I also disagree with you, Jay. I, think, I don't think they take a step back, uh, have them actually winning more games this year. But they, right. I have them second in division, but I have them winning more games this year. So I have to disagree with that. But my number three uh, for taking a step back this year, man. I got to go with the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots last year went 10 and 7. And this year, we don't know who's going to be calling the plays. Is it going to be Mr. Pencil and Labernated Card? Is it going to be the guy who had people having uh, duct tape and tennis balls to their hands at practice? We don't know who. <laughs> we don't know who's going to be the guy calling plays. But either way, it doesn't look too good. And then the defense taking a step back. I got to go Patriots. I can see them. Seven and ten or worse. I like it. I like it. That was what your number three. Yeah, I like that a lot. I do. I do, I do yeah, too. Because they are also my number three. I am right there with you. Are you number three? Yeah, like you know, for me, it's like okay. Well, Bill Belichick have them like you know ready to go on game day. Yes, but the roster is just so. Like, blah to me. Yeah, yeah. it's just so, yeah. like, underwhelming. I feel like they really didn't – they didn't do much, right? And Mac Jones, like, they weren't really pushing the ball or anything last year. So, and, you know, like Dee said, you got Matt Patricia or Joe Judge calling the play. I, I just don't love it for them. I really don't – I don't love this roster. So, they're my number three. Well, we can all agree on that. Look, I'm, we don't care about orders over here. You know, they're not my number three. They're not my number two. They're my number one. The Patriots are going to take the biggest step back as far as I'm concerned for all the reasons you guys mentioned. They're going to be running the ball a hell of a lot. Teams are going to know that's happening. Mac Jones is not some sort of guy who's going to change the game around for you. Their defense is not going to be great. They've lost some players. I know they've gained some other players in different areas, and it's still Bill Belichick. But you're right. Who's calling the plays? Do they have enough offense to keep it up in this league? No, I think Miami's going to give them problems. Buffalo's going to definitely give them problems. So the Patriots are my number one. So I'll just get that out of the way because I totally agree with you guys. So let's hop on to number two. Uh, number two, the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, uh, so with you again, man. <laughs> <laughs> Last year went 11 and six, but we know what happened. Most of that was in the first half of the season when they were just 
going, striving, doing everything well. Uh, Kyler Murray was an MVP candidate, and then it all fell off. This year, they start without Deshaun having uh, – I was going to say Deshaun – without having DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins uh, for the first six games. And then also, you come back from that, and the schedule just does not let up. The AFC West, I can see four losses there for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this team won't be as good. Uh, they're going to get exposed for having a mediocre coach. So I'm going 6-11. and 11. For the Arizona Cardinals. Oh boy, that's a big drop off right there. I love it. That's yeah. the opposite of what they had last year. They were eleven and six. Like you said, most of those games were front loaded. They're my number two. Also, I'll just jump right in there for all the reasons he said. San Francisco and the Rams are much better than them, in my opinion. Like you said, no D Hop for the first six weeks. I don't know how they're going to. I don't. I really don't know how they're going to win games. Now, you know, again, Chandler Jones. You guys think he's better than what I think at the ripe old age of thirty-two? He's mm-hmm. gone. Who's rushing the passer? Who's catching footballs? Chase Edmonds is gone. He was probably their best player besides Kyle Murray and um, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins last year. So, yeah, they're a mess. I agree with them at number two. What do you think, Nick? Uh, my number two, I have Kansas City. So, oh. I'm not – I just want to be clear. I'm not saying they're not going to, you know, be on the outside looking in or not make the playoffs. I just mean it in the sense of, like, I think the Kansas City that we have been used to seeing for the past couple of years is going to look a little different. I, I will maintain that losing Tyree Kill, like I said, I do think he did bail out Mahomes more than people want to admit. But I think this team's going to go through some growing pains. It's going to take them a little bit longer to kind of gel and get used to each other. Um, so I'm not saying they're going to have like, you know, seven wins, but I think it's just, they're going to look a little bit different than what we're used to. Well, and you know what, that might be a right for them to jump in over here because it started out last year kind of shitty. They were what three and four, then three and five for a minute until they really started getting this stuff together. That was with Tyree kill. So yeah, bring in Marcus Valdez, Scantling and Juju Smith Schuster, and hopefully they get more from the running game. Yeah, we'll see. But um, Kansas City, I can understand, you know, especially based on that division. So I do get it. I get it. So that's your twos. I already did my one. So, D, you're on your one. Uh, number one, I am going with man, uh, for this team. Well, it's a big drop off for this team. It won't be record wise, but it will be a big drop off position wise. Last year, this team was number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee oh. Titans. This year, I can see them going from number one seed to missing the playoffs this season. We all have the coach winning that division for a reason. And then you look at the AFC West, the AFC North. It's going to be very hard for the Titans to get in as a wild card. And we all know about losing. You know, you lose your best wide receiver for nothing. Like, I honestly, I understand why you just don't pay A.J. Brown. But you lose him. They have, depending on a lot of young players on the receiver core. So now teams are going to be even more focused on stopping Derrick Henry. It's going to be even harder for him. And we all know about the wear and tear that he's went through the last couple of years. And that defense has never just gotten better than okay. They, they got a good pass rush. We all saw what they did against Cincinnati in the playoffs. But they just still haven't gotten past that level of this defense can win us games if the running game isn't working. Right, like when mm-hmm. you got to depend on Tannehill, and I'll let Nikki take it away on Ryan Tannehill. That's my main reason, Ryan Tannehill. Like again, but it goes back to what you're saying. So, how much are they just going to run Derrick Henry into the ground? You're just going to keep 
There you go. Here you go. Watch the magic happen, as I always say. Again, I know they have, you know, Willis over there, but like everybody calm down. I don't know that he's going to jump in and be like your week three starter. I know he's having a great camp, but, you know, it's camp. So we'll see. But it's, I just think Matt, uh, not Matt Ryan, sorry, Ryan Tannehill is just, he holds his offense back and they'll probably roll with him a little bit longer than they should. I, there's no way they're the one seed again. There is no freaking way. I just, I don't even see how this possible for them. I'm just going to say that they're such a well-coached team, you know, much like, you know, we've been talking about the Patriots taking a step back and I'm all about that. I, I totally understand, but, but there's something about Tennessee. And we talked a lot about this. I was doing um with Mike Patton and Paris Sharkey and, and C. Lou. We were all on Monday and we were talking about the AFC South in particular. And we all think, still think that Tennessee is going to be at least a decent team. We'll, again, Traylon Burks, we'll see what he can do. They brought in Robert Woods. Obviously, we know that they're going to be running more. They're going to be trying to throw to Austin Hooper, who kind of like fell off the planet of the NFL Earth for the last couple of years, but they're seeing if he can come back. And their defense is still pretty damn good. Jeffrey Simmons is one of the best defensive linemen, D tackles in the entire league. He's got Bud Dupree uh, behind him. Caleb Farley's getting uh, healthier this year. They still got Kevin Byard. So by the defense alone, I'm not going to say that they take such a huge drop off. I think that they're still a good team. They're not a great team. They're not number one seed. I totally agree with you guys. And I'm not even saying they're a playoff team right now, but I still think they could win nine or 10 games this year. And yeah, they won't be the number one seed. I, I, I agree, but they still have a really good team. And yes, they lost AJ Brown and Derrick Henry's a year older and nobody believes in Ryan Tannehill anymore. But in a weird way, if week six comes around and they're three and three and Tannehill ain't playing great, Malik Willis might be that spark that they actually need to revive and revamp that team and get them going again. So I'm not as low on Tennessee as you guys, but I totally understand the reasoning. So I think it's well done. And you both had them at number one, and you're both pretty good. <laughs> so I'll give you credit for that. You know what you're freaking talking about. And I'm glad that we got to talk tonight, NFL action. I thought this was going to be a much shorter show, but, hey, when it's on, it's on. We keep going. That's the way we do it. Nikki, I don't know how much more you can promote yourself, but go ahead and do it. Let them know right now. What is the number one, two, three thing on your list? Let the people know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Friday we'll be back at Giants training camp for JSN. And then again on Tuesday, the 30th, um, I am not on Giants rushes too. Well, I don't know we're right now or every other Tuesday, but it may turn into a weekly thing. We'll see. But every other Tuesday Giants rush at eight o'clock, of course, um, on the 30th, we will be filming for the trenches, the live draft. So you guys will be able to catch that episode on Thursday. And then of course, September 11th starts channel side bets. It is the fantasy show. So it'll be 1130 to 1230 every Sunday for football season. And I absolutely have to post the schedule because I can't even keep up with it half the time. (laughs) I have to do that. But yes, a lot of good things coming. um, But the most immediate one is Giants training camp on Friday. No doubt. You got some great things. I'm so happy, proud of you. I don't, I don't even have the words really. I'm, I'm just, I'm completely delighted. I love it. I love it. I, I love it. Look at this. She, she gets herself on screen. She talks some sports and then bam, she's a freaking star overnight. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I'm not a star. And it certainly hasn't been overnight. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not overnight, but uh, pretty quick for you. And that's because you know what the hell you're doing and you do it with style and grace. It's a beautiful thing. And I can say the same thing for my man over there sitting to the left or right of me, depending on where you're looking right now. Damien, 
You're a staple of everything, bro. I don't know what I do without you, man. You do some <laughs> unbelievable things. I'm loving the real deal bets every single day coming out with a new team or sometimes two of them. It's hard to keep up, but I watch every one of them, man. I love what you're doing. I really appreciate that, man. I'm always just trying to uh, find new ways to create content. So please follow me at the real deal WDA on all social media platforms. That's where you'll get the real deal bets. Uh, you'll get some random reactions to different things. I did my NBA superstars today. Uh, so you'll just get some random videos along with real deal bets. And of course, real deal bets right now. I know most people don't bet over unders as far as making that bet because it takes all year to get. But we'll definitely be doing very, very soon bets for every week as far as football. Then once basketball comes around, also some boxing matches as well. So if you want to make nice. some money, go ahead and follow me at The Real Deal WDA and get those Real Deal bets. Uh, my podcast is The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Uh, that's once a week, usually on Sunday nights or Monday mornings is when that comes out. Uh, I need you guys to send some good feelings my way, some luck my way. I had an audition tape I did for a boxing podcast. Uh, so hopefully I get that job. Just send the good luck my way. And I haven't heard anything yet. I should hear something later this week about that. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm sending all the positive, <laughs> wishing success vibes to you. I, who are you up against? I Are these people <laughs> listening? Because if you don't hire him, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even care who the competition is. My man, you got the job. That is it. I know. Is it. I love it. Hey, good luck. Not that you need it, but good luck on that anyway. I love it. Yeah, I got a little something up my short sleeve over here with another uh, podcast, which actually is going to decide to send me like checks every week. So that'll be a lot of fun, but I don't want to give too much away. We'll see if it does happen. I got to keep my fingers crossed as well. But the Power 32 podcast, man, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Like every week, we're going to kind of copy a little bit off of D. You know, we'll have we'll have the recap of the week. I'm always going to do the 49ers recap. We're going to pick the games, but also have like a knockout pool, which I think that we may do on third and three. We'll talk about it, but... Every week, I'm going to have a team like a knockout pool, and hopefully that wins, and I can keep going on through the entire season. Um, I'll do my three-team parlay, you know, best bets of the week, and, yeah, really just talk about the upcoming week. So that's Power 32 Podcast, and that can be on randomly all the time. There is no set time for that schedule, but you will always find us here Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, third and three podcast, talking NFL football all year long. We love when you guys come in and bring your opinions, your comments, your questions. It's great. You're part of the family. We need you. Can't do it without you. And we love you for it. This show is fa it's family. It's therapy. It's sports. It's everything. And when it ends, it's annoying because then you got to wake up and go to work the next day. But at least I can listen to it on my ride in. So, again, guys, thank you for being with me. As always, I could not do it without you guys. Third and three podcasts going strong forever long. And we'll be back next time. Let's get you out of here with a little bit of this action. Enjoy. <laughs>